1: are now in the underdog sports fantasy hour I am Josh Dunn I am joined as always by Anshu Khanna. Anshu how are you my friend? Josh
0: doing very well just finished an electric fantasy basketball draft with you and uh, yeah not loving my team at all but it sounds like that's the sentiment of everybody else which is to be expected in fantasy basketball.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's unusual that the fantasy basketball draft is this late in the NFL season. You know, Usually mm-hmm. that's something that you're not, you're not having to worry about or stress out about while you're having your fantasy football playoffs. But here we are, aren't you? It's 2020. We're cramming it in. We got in our first fantasy basketball draft. I'm excited about that. But more importantly, we've got a lot of fantasy football action this weekend. This is the fantasy football semifinals. I know you and I are both in it in our league that uh, we talk about on this show all the time. Uh, we're going to go through every single game. Probably going to kind of rapid fire it like we did last week. But uh, this is what it comes down to, aren't you? I mean, I've got three out of four. I think you have three out of four in the fi- semifinals mm-hmm. as well. So we've got a lot on the line this weekend, and a lot of a lot of a lot of good games too. I mean, we've got we've got Thursday night football. We've got Saturday late afternoon football, Saturday night football, and then we've got a full slate on Sunday and a horrible Monday night game to finish things out. Uh, we're going to give you all of our lines from BovadaSportsBook.com as we go through it. But on what do you say we start with Thursday night football? We've got the Chargers at the Raiders. Uh, Bovada's got the line set at three in favor of the home Raiders.
0: Yeah, I, oh man, I like it, it makes perfect sense to go with the Raiders. Really, the Raiders have won all the games up until the last month that the Chargers were just choking away, including a game to the Raiders. Um, but, you know, the Raiders are going to be missing, like, I think four defensive starters, multiple very important offensive starters like Henry Ruggs. And so I don't know. I, I, I kind of, like, against my better judgment, I feel like the Chargers are a really good bet here.
1: Yeah, I mean both these teams very banged up. Though you've got Eckler, uh, that's uh, you know dealing with some some injuries that he's obviously finally come back from injury. You've got Mike Williams, who we don't know if he's going to play, and and Keenan Al- uh, Allen is a little banged up in this one too. Uh, mm-hmm. So that you know, obviously Josh Jacobs was questionable going into last week, all the way up until game time. He ends up playing, but there's a lot of injuries, and and I yeah, bring this up because last week we had some injuries that really you know could have potentially impacted you guys in your. Uh, you know, playoff first-round matchups. I know I had Devontae Parker in a league who went down early. Mike Williams I had starting in a league who... Debo. Yeah, Debo I had get injured on the first play. So, I, you know, multiple guys getting injured early in a game. Obviously, that's not something you can prepare for in a fantasy playoff, but, like, these guys that are going in nicked up, you know, Julio Jones is another woman that's probably going to go to game time. I don't know. There's there's a lot in this game that kind of worries me, especially starting out this early in the week because you, you're putting a lot on the line by having that first game be impactful.
0: Right. So a couple themes here, one of them being, you know, who has what to play for and number two, and we've seen this with as important a player as the number one pick in most fantasy drafts, like who has what to play for and which players are just injured enough not to be worth risking, you know? And so I, I think, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams may fall into that, that grouping too, if they're banged up at all. Like, I mean, obviously they have a lot of pride and this team is, potentially playing for Anthony Lynn's job. So I'm sure he wants those guys out there, but you know, if they don't play, it's, it's not a surprise because they're going to need those guys next year. uh, At least Keenan Allen. I think Mike Williams might be a free agent, but you know, and then you see the same with Christian McCaffrey and we'll we'll go on down the line throughout these games, but I I think your point's well taken, but it does sound like both those guys are going to play. And that with respect to this game in particular makes me lean towards the Chargers, just because, There's just not a lot there for the Raiders to to get the ball to in this game.
1: Yeah, Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, also getting fired this week. So obviously that that franchise, you know, when when they beat the Chiefs, we're all like, this is a playoff team. Now we're wondering Mm -hmm. if they're even going to be in it. So big game for them if they want to stay in the hunt, but it's not looking good. They have to win. Absolutely. They have to win out, I think, yeah. All right, let's move on to Saturday, I guess, afternoon football. These are always interesting games come playoff time, but this is actually a pretty pretty significant game for the Bills. They're 10-3. They still, uh, you know, are working toward, for positioning in the playoffs. And the Broncos, I guess, playing for pride at this point, but probably more so trying to figure out what they have in Drew Locke. Uh, Bovada's hmm. got this one as Bills' road favorite, six points, 50s the over-under. Uh, but obviously Josh Allen, you know, Digs having a big game last week. There's still a lot of fantasy implication in this one, even though it's a probably a game you maybe don't get excited to watch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is uh, another maybe theme of the week that you were alluding to, you know, if you're waiting for some of these injury decisions, having three games go before Sunday, noon games is a rarity. And then if on top of that, you've got like a late afternoon game Sunday, you might have to make a tough call way ahead of time to start someone like, you know, I don't know, KJ Hamler, definitely starting digs, obviously, but like, I I don't know. There, there are guys in these games on Saturday. Judy. What's going on with Gordon? Is he
1: going to play? Is I mean, we've
0: right. Cole Beasley. If John Brown's not playing, if John Brown plays, maybe he's a flex call over some of these guys that are questionable on Sunday. I don't know. I mean, there, there are a lot of guys up in the air, and so I and you know, like you said, I mean, the Broncos are definitely playing for pride in it. Five and eight, they're a little better than I expected, honestly. And um, you know, Vic Fangio also potentially coaching for his job. So the Broncos are not an easy draw, and I I kind of see this as a look ahead for the game for the Bills. And I, I kind of not that I think that the Broncos are even in the same stratosphere as the Bills, but I could see them keeping it somewhat interesting in this game at Mile Island. you never know how you know the weather is going to be in Denver. And so I, I like Denver to cover it here.
1: Wow, I mean, I obviously you know the Bills. I think after winning that Steelers game, people are thinking of them a lot differently than before that game happens. So, you know, maybe there's some recency bias with people looking at it, but I still think the Bills are a much better team. And I just think Drew Locke is pretty bad. And I think I think the key for the Bills is we, yeah. we saw something out of that defense last week that we hadn't really seen much this season. And obviously the Steelers, they can't run the ball, so they've become one-dimensional. You know, Ben Roethlisberger likes to check down and throw the ball within three seconds this year. Uh, but we saw a lot of drops this past week, and I feel like I feel like the Bills took advantage of it, but they did what they needed to do on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's something that's going to come up toward the end of the season. If they can continue to play that level of defense, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, right now I'm interested. I, I know we're kind of trying to blow through this, but where do you rank the Bills in terms of that hierarchy in the AFC?
1: I would say two behind the Chiefs right now.
0: Okay, so you, you would go Bill, – if Bills-Ravens happens at a neutral site, empathetically, you're, you're taking the Bills?
1: Depends on what the Ravens do the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, but as of today, I, I think I agree. I think right now you give a slight edge to the Bills, but that would be an awesome play-in game, essentially, to go ahead and play the Chiefs, which I think will happen.
1: Yeah, but uh, the fireworks aren't happening in this game. Let's move on to Saturday night football. We've got <laughs> Carolina at Green Bay. I know you'll be watching this one closely. I mean, aren't you? This is – This is fantasy playoff heaven. You've got tons of players on Carolina's side. You're starting no matter what. Green Bay is obviously one of the best offenses in the league. I told you last week after the uh, Aaron Rodgers performance, I think he should be the MVP with Mahomes throwing three picks. I mean, your Mm. pack, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home, this is where they can kind of get ahead uh, for that number one seed in the NFC. I mean, they're really starting to look like the best offense in the league, in the NFC at least, I would say. 51-and-a-half is the over-under here. I expect more points.
0: Yeah, I love the over there. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're rounding in the form offensively. I mean, really, if you think about the Packers season, I know you've watched basically every game. It's really just been that one half against really, I guess two and a half quarters against the bucks where they looked really bad and they couldn't block whatever Todd Bulls had for them. But I, you know, I think other than that, they've been very, very good, very effective against even good defenses, including the saints. So I yeah I mean what who's <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't fire up all those guys this weekend that might include some of their secondary receivers again if you're in a bind for Sunday injuries you know it it's it's you might have to take a look at an MBS or a or a, you know an Al-Mazard potentially definitely Tanyan. so I don't know I think that they're in a really good spot but this is a must win for them as far as the one seed goes just to stay ahead in the NFC with those other three teams lurking
1: yeah and I know obviously on the other side of the ball you've got Christian McCaffrey who's working his way back from an injury do do you I mean I know you're a Christian McCaffrey owner I just am mm-hmm. curious if you think that the Panthers I know what you you know if you're the Panthers, why would you bring him back if he's not healthy enough to play, but do you think he plays another down of football this year?
0: I do I do think he'll play. I don't think it'll be this week though I think that part of the factor here is is that Saturday game I mean that whole extra day. Especially when he tweets some, you know, multiple injuries last week. I don't know. I feel like that extra day is going to really benefit him the next week. And so, I mean, with or without a win, I do, I do think that he really wants to get out there. And I think, um, I think that they'll give him that, that one extra game for whatever reason. It just feels like that. And you're right. I, I wouldn't if I was the Panthers. It just it seems like they'll do one one game at least for
1: him. Yeah, it seems like a similar situation with George Kittle uh, in in San yeah. Francisco. It's you know, do you need to bring him back? No. Will you bring him back if he's healthy enough to play? He's gonna he's gonna want to play, and they're still right. technically in the playoff they're, hunt, they're even alert. though they're they're yeah. they're they're really. I mean, I don't know if he's ready to go. They put him on the eligible to return uh, IR. We'll see. But uh, let's move on to that one, 49ers-Cowboys. Uh, this one's in Dallas. I mean, obviously the Cowboys played the Bengals, but their defense looked good. Um, forced three turnovers early in the game, uh, which were just pathetic by the Bengals. But the Cowboys now 4-9, and nine, uh, you know, still trying to fight, you know, show some life. And then the 49ers, we already talked about, they're still kind of in the hunt at 5-8. and eight. Uh, Must win for both teams either way.
0: And, yeah. I. Am.
1: But By the way, Bovada has this one at – I actually don't see a line on Bovada. Yes, I do. Three. Three, San Francisco is three-point road favorites, and that's uh, 45 is the over-under.
0: Yeah, I I, I honestly could see this game going any direction. I mean, I could see the Cowboys blowing them out. I could see them losing in a blowout. I I have no feel whatsoever for this game. You just watched the Cowboys, so I'll defer to you a little bit on them, but I know obviously they're against – You know, the Bengals back up quarterback. And so it's, it's not really a fair fight there. Um, so I don't know. I, Ryan
1: Finley looked good at the end. Did he?
0: No. (laughs) I guess, I guess I lean a little bit towards the Cowboys just because they seem to have a little more to play for maybe and, and seem to be, I don't know, a little, having a little bit more momentum in a positive direction. They're a little healthier too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I, I what do you thought? What it's you hard to say play?
1: because I think if Raheem Mostert plays, obviously he had an MRI on Monday. It sounds like he's going to be okay, but he did sit out of practice today. George Kittle is working his way back, but I just I doubt he plays this weekend. Uh, and then Debo Samuel's probably out. So he's I out. just he's
0: I, out for the season.
1: Yeah, not yeah. officially, but most likely. Oh. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't know I I, I feel like this is a toss up it's a coin flip for me I'm staying away from it either way with the three points here as we look on the Bovada line but I, I I just don't trust either team I don't trust Nick Mullins I don't trust Andy Dalton I'm just probably gonna I'm gonna watch it for fantasy purposes only
0: Yeah and there there still are fantasy players to, to that are productive in this game I Jeff yook. Wilson your guy Yeah Wilson, yeah yeah, Jr. yeah. and uh, yeah Jeff Wilson the you know Uh, I mean, the Cowboys, we know about all those guys, so it's it's definitely a game to watch from a fantasy perspective still.
1: Absolutely. What about Buccaneers-Falcons, speaking of fantasy implications? I mean, we've got Julio Jones, who's questionable. We've got Calvin Ridley, who's questionable. We've got Todd Gurley, who you've been starting all year, but these last three weeks has killed you. And the Buccaneers, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, they've been some inconsistencies on the offensive side of the ball for them as well. Uh, They are road favorites. Six points on Bovada. 50 and a half is the over-under. I like the over to hit here, and I like it a lot.
0: I do too, Uh, specifically. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons the last few weeks have not been that explosive offense. They've only scored 17 against the Chargers, 16 against the Saints after hanging 43 on the Raiders. So something to keep in mind there. But assuming that – you know, Ridley and Jones play. I mean, it's just a matter of time before they bust out. And so, yeah, and I, you know, your point on Gurley is well taken too. Like, I, I, you know, Edo Smith is a guy that is available in a lot of leagues. That's just flying under the radar because the Falcons have been so bad. But they gave him the most touches. Brian Hill only got one touch and he was healthy last week. So he's basically out of the picture. And yeah, and Gurley was on the field less than Smith in a close game. So um, it seems like they want to see what they've got in Edo Smith maybe. And uh I, I mean, if you're in a bind for a flex spot, I, he's not a bad uh, place to look. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's also the other factor here is, is Drew Brees going to play? Like, it, it sounds like he's – he's. or, oh, I'm sorry. This is, I'm totally off on this. The Bucks are playing. I, I got my old quarterbacks confused here.
1: <laughs> you got the you're, – um, you're you're lost in the division, but that's fair. But Yeah, yeah. But Tom Brady, I though, that. I mean, th- this is a uh, huge game yeah. for Tom Brady when you think about what his legacy is going to be with Tampa Bay. Because if you lose this mm-hmm. game, you don't even – guarantee making the playoffs uh and and obviously the falcons are no pushover even though their record says they maybe should be
0: right absolutely i yeah they've been playing hard for raheem morris and uh yeah i mean i i love i do love uh chris godwin in this game i think that mike evans has been banged up and it did seem like they were starting to bring antonio brown more into the fold last week but then you look at ronald jones unlikely to play i mean i i think that godwin is a a circle here for sure a guy that you know, maybe he gets forgotten, but especially in DFS, he's going to be cheap. He's a guy I'd be looking at for sure.
1: Yeah, Ronald Jones breaks his pinky; is going to have to have pins in it, and then he gets COVID or is on the COVID list like a day later. So, not a good week for Ronald Everything Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah, he's having a 2020 type week. um Let's move on to Lions at Titans. um Now, the the, the key story here is Matthew Stafford's probably not going to play. They said they won't roll him out until the end of the week, so that. You know, that's certainly something to watch uh, because he could put up some points against this Titans defense. And obviously Kenny Galladay is looking like he's going to miss another week. Uh, but the Titans uh, the Titans are looking like a, a force as well in the AFC. I mean, they're probably right now, to me, the, the fourth best team, if not third, in the AFC. And they've come in as 10.5-point favorites at home against Detroit. Uh, big fantasy implications, obviously. You have Derrick Henry just running like a crazy man at the end of the season like he always does. 51-and-a-half is the over-under here, aren't you? I'm actually excited for this game. I've got Marvin Jones, but I'm excited for this game because I think there could be fireworks here fantasy-wise.
0: Well, especially if Stafford plays. Um, You know, Gallaudet is a perfect example, by the way, of what we were talking about earlier. I mean, this is a guy who is almost certainly healthy enough to play at this point and probably has been. But there's just no reason for him to get out there and risk, you know, his free agent year that's coming up in the off season. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I hope Stafford plays because then for you, for Marvin Jones, that's going to be absolute fire against this, this Titans defense. And then the Titans, we just saw them put up 31 against the Jaguars. I mean, what will they do against the Lions? We saw the Packers absolutely tear them up last week. So this is – I mean, this is why you have Derrick Henry is this exact game. You know, like he should – this is potentially you know, a 180-yard type game for him. So love the Titans here. I, I mean, whether it's Chase Daniel or Matt Stafford, I, I think the Titans blow them out.
1: You think they cover the
0: 10.5? I do. I do think so, yeah. Especially
1: if Chase Daniel's in there. All right, let's Florida. move on to Texans-Colts. This one is in Indianapolis, and they are seven-point favorites. I think the story here for me, on you? Uh, as you look at that line on Bovada, as we, we're we starting to see Jonathan Taylor kind of come back into the Colts' good graces. He's had a few big plays in these last couple weeks. Uh, you know, if you held on to him and kept that trust in him during the season, it's starting to pay off here in these fantasy playoffs.
0: Yeah, man, the rookie running backs here late in the season. You From? look at Taylor... <laughs> West uh Taylor and Cam Akers are the maligned Cam Kill me. Akers, the realm our existence. Uh, and, you know, Antonio Gibson, obviously, and James Robinson. I mean, these running backs are crushing it. The rookies here late in the season. I mean, Miles Gaskin next week probably will be a, a starter in many fantasy finals as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, Taylor's for sure the story to me. The Texans, what they looked like against the Bears last week scares me a lot for this game because you're looking at a similar type of defense. And while the Texans have a lot of experience against the Colts over the years, obviously, they just look bad. And I know that they'll add Brandon Cooks back and this game will be indoors and that helps. But I mean, it's not it's not a great sign if you were counting on the Texans guys. It does sound like David Johnson's going to be back. But, man, I don't know. I would not be super pumped about starting any Houston Texans in the, uh, in my fi- fantasy semifinals.
1: What say you of the T.Y. Hilton resurgence?
0: <laughs> we, our buddy Stowe, obviously, losing because of T.Y. Hilton. No, yeah, I mean, uh, I benched
1: him, too. I mean, It was one yeah, week before that, yeah. and everybody's like, maybe he's back, and he's back. The
0: thing is, if you picked him up, first of all, he was probably a free agent, almost definitely a free agent. And the only reason he got picked back up was because of, like, his bona fides, you know? Like, I mean, his he's obviously been a great receiver in the past, but how could you possibly believe in him enough after seeing one week or maybe, maybe a fluky two weeks to start him back up again? I mean, there are plenty of guys that most people in the playoffs are going to have. I feel like he's just a, you know, he's a chip that you could cash this week. But last week it would have been really tough for me to start him in any scenario. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean it's tough. I, I don't, I don't fault them. It's
1: just, it's just a brutal situation. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, all right, Pack, Packers, Dolphins. Uh, this, you know, this still has big playoff implications for the Dolphins. I mean, I don't know what the Patriots have to play for here, really. Uh, this is a good Dolphins defense. I, I, I think this is a more of like a statement for the Patriots. Like, are we going to go down with a fight? Uh, you know, because they're probably not going to make any noise. But either way, mm-hmm. if they beat the Dolphins, it, it at least says this wasn 't a lost season for them and kind of a a re not maybe not rebuild but readjust at least and Miami comes in as favorites at home, but it 's only two points on you so that that would assume that if these teams were on a neutral site, New England would be favored um which you know which which is kind of interesting, considering the records but forty one and a half expected to be a low scoring game, a lot of fantasy implications here too what do you think
0: oh forty one and a half is about as low as a line you'll see in twenty twenty and uh i yeah i mean I don't know. I I think that's partially a deference to, you know, the idea of Brian Flores going up against his mentor and, and how much Bill Belichick has just owned all of his sort of mentees over the years. And so I, I, that being said, like you said, I mean, I, I I know the Patriots play with a lot of pride, but they're also a smart organization and they're not going to put anyone at risk that might be useful to them going forward when they have a chance at winning a Super Bowl. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see there being a lot to play for. I do understand why the line is what it is, but I think the Dolphins are just basically a better version of the Patriots, and so I like them here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of questionable players there for the Dolphins this week, too, especially, you mm-hmm. know, you look at Devontae Parker, who we expect to go now, Jakeem Grant. You know, Lynn Bowden was a... Gasicki's probably going to miss at least one game, they uh, said. So. Yeah, so yeah. It, it it's interesting how you kind of reposition the chips there uh, and figure out what to do with that lineup. I, I honestly, it's a... It's a mess. And I I don't know if you could trust any of them, Um, but let's move. That
0: is tight end by the way. Oh, it's brutal. It's so Gasecki. finally, you know, he starts stringing together a couple performances and then sure enough he gets (laughs) banged up. And so we've got semifinals where, you know, I'm looking at deciding between like Jordan Reed and Herb Smith Jr. You know, like that's, that's what it's come to in many leads. I think it's not just me. Cole Komet's like a name you actually have to consider starting and, it's just, oh, man, it's such a cesspool at that position.
1: Yeah, I think Tanyan's become a, one of the more reliable options as well, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I don't know. Like, I have Goddard and, and, and uh, Gronkowski and even those two who have shown like they were going to be somewhat consistent. but No, but they're not. Gronk didn't have any catches until he caught that touchdown last week. So I almost got a goose egg out of him last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... That's and that might happen, but at least you go in thinking like, all right, I think I've got you know seven, eight points out of him. Most people are literally just praying for that touchdown, and and if you don't get it, you're li- you're going for you know one for six or something like that. It's it's bad.
1: Yeah, it's a tough position. There's three or four guys you feel good about starting, and outside of that, and and, and Mark Andrews wasn't even one of them for a little bit. He's worked his way right. back into that conversation. But yeah, it's 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 a uh, slim pickings there at that tight end position. So if you've got one of the good ones. Uh, that's a huge difference. Okay, let's move on mm-hmm. to Bears-Vikings. These two teams both sitting at 6-7. and seven, Both technically have a chance at the playoffs. Obviously, it's a division rivalry. is the home favorite, three points. 47's the over-under on Bovada. Bears, the question here for me is can you trust Mitch Trubisky? Can you trust David Montgomery? Can you trust Allen Robinson? Guys that have not been super consistent this season. Uh, but Mitch Trubisky, huge game last week. Obviously, the Vikings have some star power. Fantasy implications in a game that a year ago we would have said is a defensive battle.
0: Yeah, for sure, and it—I it, don't see it being that. And the over/under, as you pointed out, definitely clearly states that as well. And so, I uh, man, it—the Bears are just so Bearsy, you know. Like they do stuff like you know they look absolutely horrendous against the Packers. They're embarrassed. They look like they're going to fire everyone midweek, and then they come back, they win. Bears fans have deluded themselves into believing they're going to make the playoffs and you know, they could, if they went out, the problem is the teams that they play along the way. So, and one of them is this team. I just, I don't know. I'm not fooled by the bears with that one game. I do think this is going to be a fun one. A lot of, you know, passing for two teams that you think of as running teams. And, um, you know, I, I, I do think that what the bears found and got going on there at home against the Texans last week could potentially carry over against a bad Viking secondary. So, If you've got Allen Robinson, and I know you do, and and, or, you know, maybe even Mooney and Cole Kometz, a guy that I'll probably end up starting. I mean, and Mitch, unfortunately for me, like those (laughs) are all starters and Montgomery. I mean, Jesus, like unbelievable run. So I yeah, I mean, I think the Bears are in a good spot, but I do like the Vikings to win this game and cover.
1: Yeah, I think this is this to me is a coin flip. I don't I don't feel confident in either of them, and uh, you know. But there's there, yeah. there, when you look at it fantasy wise, I feel I feel pretty good about pretty much anybody that I'm starting in this game. Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, Thielen. You mentioned uh, Dalvin Cook's obviously a guy that you're riding, and everybody on the Bears' offense. I'm feeling good about even Mitch Trubisky. If I you know, if I'm in a tough spot this week, he's not somebody I feel super horrible about starting. He might throw two picks, but he's probably going to throw two or three touchdowns against that porous minnesota defense
0: he should i mean they really should turn him loose in this game because and i can't believe i'm even saying that but it is indoors and his vikings defense is just so damn bad i mean they there really is no excuse for the bears not to to throw and run with mitch a lot and um yeah i mean that makes me think that maybe the over is the play here.
1: yeah i don't hate that 47 points is uh not that much for these two teams all right let's go to uh, we've got uh, Seahawks at the Washington football team. Seahawks, big six-point favorites here against Washington, but these are two teams that still have quite a bit to play for, Forty four and a half and the over-under. I, I don't know about that. I, I mean, obviously it depends on whether or not Alex Smith ends up playing in this game. That's a question mark. We don't know if Antonio Gibson is playing in this game. Seahawks starting to get healthy, but Russell Wilson not looking like himself.
0: Yeah, they've they've really just neutered him, and um, you know they obviously still get the job done, but against a, a terrible team. But I I don't know I I that doesn't sound like what I'd want to see. The, the, his performance last few weeks is not what I want to see. And on the other side of the field, you know we've this this NFC East is terrible, but these this Washington team beat a Joe Burrow led Bengals team at the time. They absolutely destroy the Cowboys on Thanksgiving they win at the steelers and they win at the niners i mean that's a that's impressive man and that's not just that's with multiple quarterbacks that's with multiple running backs so if antonio gibson plays and i'm not sure if he will but if he does this week i mean i really like washington to cover and by the way this is this is a noon uh, central kick so that's what 10 local for seattle going across the country i re- i really like washington in this spot to cover this this spread
1: Wow, I, I like it. I mean, Washington has been playing good football, but obviously that's contingent, like you say, on, on Alex Smith playing because I don't think Dwayne Haskins is winning any games.
0: No, no, he's right. All bets are off if, if uh, Dwayne Haskins – in fact, I'd probably bet on Seattle. That, <laughs> and that's crazy to say. I mean, that's a real testament to Alex Smith, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like we would say – He that. hasn't been horrible. No, not at all. He's been and immobile, he their- <laughs> but he hasn't been horrible. <laughs> that's right. He isn't quite the runner he once was, which was not much of anything anyway, <laughs> he- but – Yeah, I mean, Washington has the recipe, you know, and like this is a good matchup for them as far as just like they want to take the air out of the ball. So even if Seattle did want to recommit to the pass, this isn't the game that they'll be able to do. So I don't think
1: I really like Scary Terry in this matchup. I Mm. really do. I wish I had him because I think he's going to go off,
0: especially coming off of
1: a light, light day last week. All right. Speaking of guys that had light days last week, aren't you? DJ Chark Jr. I mean, Oh no. It's just <laughs> and I don't mean to I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but uh it's 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 like it's he's a guy that you felt good about starting and now with all these quarterback changes it's just been inconsistency. Uh but the Jaguars still kinda of fighting for that number one pick. The Ravens coming off of their biggest win of the year. They look kind of like uh, at least Lamar Jackson looks like he's back, but this is the second biggest line of the weekend. The Ravens thirteen point favorites at home on Bovada, but a lone number here. I mean, I, I kinda think if I have Chark, I think I kinda think I'm starting him in this game, the Ravens secondary is banged up. Uh, You know, I, I feel better about starting DJ Chark than, than, you know, a lot of other receivers that we talked about kind of earlier on that, that are questionable.
0: I don't disagree. I mean, again, I would have, I would have gone with him last week and we know that Minshew and Chark have had a thing going on over the last two seasons when, when Minshew has been healthy and he's back. So yeah, I mean, the Ravens, we'll see how banged up they are um, in terms of that secondary, how many people get back. It doesn't seem like, any of them really will be there I mean the Ravens defense is still a great play just because you know they'll probably score points and they'll they'll give up some but they have the potential to to get one back in the end zone on their defensive side so you like that matchup but you know I don't love that spread and again you're looking at I don't want to call it a trap game because every game matters for the Ravens at this point they really do need to win out to make sure that they're in Um, but you know they do have the Giants last week they're coming off an emotional Monday night game who knows what Lamar Jackson's anal cavity is feeling like in this game i mean it was cramps (laughs) damn it it was cramps it was cramps it was no paul pierce stuff um but no i like the jaguars to cover i think
1: i don't know about that i don't know about that i think the ravens i think the ravens have they have to make a statement again i mean they obviously winning that big game on monday night was a statement but i feel like they need to blow a team out and and the jaguars don't have a lot to play for and you know, Gardner Minshew's probably going to throw two or three picks in this game, even though the Ravens' secondary's banged up. And I, I don't love James Robinson in this game, who I have to go with in two weeks. No. But it, it, um, I just think the Ravens, I, I think they're they're out on a mission right now because everybody was starting to doubt them. And they, you know, they, they went 14-2 and two a year ago, uh, and they got bounced in the playoffs when they should have won. They had the MVP in the league. So... I just mm-hmm. think the Ravens are out to prove something. I think this is a game where you can come in at home and, and in front of your six thousand fans and blow blow a team out and I think that's what they're gonna do.
0: Yeah, the the home part is a good point. The Jaguars I mean, I, I will say though, the Jaguars played the Packers somewhat tough when they came up to Green Bay. Like they, they are they did. Not that's true. Really like afraid of the weather. They're not like I don't feel like they're mailing it in even though it was so clear that they they had nothing to play for, you know, four weeks ago. So um I, again, I don't know that they're going to win or even cover this, but i if I had to make a bet on it, I would go with Jacksonville.
1: Fire up all your Ravens, though. Oh, they don't have any yeah. receivers, but Dobbins. fire up every, everybody else.
0: Yes. yes Gus Edwards, sure. if you're
1: in a tough spot. Another
0: rookie running back. Yeah. yeah I mean, Gus Edwards looked good.
1: Yep. All right, let's move on to the biggest line of the weekend and start at the 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock Eastern games. We've got the Rams at uh, at home against the Jets. Excuse me, 17-point uh, favorites. I mean, Cam Akers, you talked about his coming out party. The Jets just trying to go 0-16 and torturing this horrible, horrible coach of theirs for this past, you know, several weeks. I mean, it's it's got to be time to go, right, after this season. I think they're just they're just kind of, like, mailing it in at this point.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's... And Gase, you know, he's he's obviously a horrible coach, but they had Joe started to get some stuff going on at least offensively a couple of weeks ago, and then this last one against Seattle to not score anything against them is, I mean, they they score three, it's it's pretty pathetic. So I you know I haven't quite forgotten about those games a couple of weeks ago though. They should bring back Denzel Mims, I believe, which should help. You know, with to have all three of them, Jameson Crowder will be healthier. I don't know. I, I kind of like that's a lot of points for the Rams to be laying to anyone. I mean, I, I'm not I'm a I think the Rams are a good team. I You could easily convince me they're the best team in the NFC. But they're not the type of team in my mind that blows people out. Like they're like you don't go into a game expecting them to to cover a 17 plus point spread. So I I I think I like the Jets here to cover.
1: Yeah, it is a lot of points. And I I do I do agree with you that the the Rams aren't a team that blows anybody out. It's just hard to ignore what we saw a week ago out of these Jets. I just I, I yeah. know I know a couple a couple weeks ago against the Raiders, sure. You know, they kept it close. They they were a horrible defensive blitz call away from winning that game. Uh I just I don't know. I the Jets I just I I, I just don't I don't know. I I probably not going to bet the 17. I just I don't think this team really cares what happens in this game at this point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's I mean, yeah. I understand that perspective. It's not like I would bet a lot on that team any ever on a 17 point dog.
1: Yeah, especially the the Jets. But let's go <laughs> let's go to Eagles Cardinals. These are two teams that, you know, the identity is still in question, I think. I mean, when, when you look at the Eagles, you think that they may be figured out by starting Jalen Hurts, but it's one game, and the Cardinals, you know, they've had a rough road these last few weeks. I mean, this is a team we thought was definitely going to be in the playoffs earlier this season. Obviously, have a tough division, but Kyler Murray's been banged up. I know we've talked about it a couple times, but I, I just, the Cardinals have been inconsistent. That's really all all you can say, but I, I do like a lot, a lot in this game, especially with Miles Sanders' resurgence again. I, I think there's a lot to like in this matchup.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Cardinals game last week went under the radar. I mean, because I was just thinking, like, it feels like they keep losing. But they destroyed the Giants last week with Daniel Jones. And, I mean, Kyler – I mean, uh, Hassan Raddick was amazing for that defense. And that was on the road in New York. I mean, that's that's not an easy game to go across the country for. And maybe it's instructive about why I shouldn't bet uh, against the Seahawks this week. But, anyways, I, I, I do think that uh, – I like – I mean, I think that the Cardinals are flying a little under the radar here, and uh, based on what they did last week, and I, I think that it's easy to think about the narrative with, with Jalen Hurts uh, making like leading this massive Eagles comeback, but they're still four eight and one, and I don't think they're catching Washington. I, I don't know. I think that the Cardinals are a playoff team, and a playoff team wins this game against a rookie quarterback. So I do like Arizona here.
1: Do you like them to win it by six? I do. All
0: yeah. right. I like the cover here. I think that it, had this game been last week, the line would have been like nine and a half or something.
1: I just, so. I kind of think the Cardinals are frauds. And I, I, yeah. I, I mean, That's I just like, I, I, the, the the play calling's questionable. The play I've seen out of Kyler has been questionable. They don't get the ball to the people they need to at times when they need to. I don't know. <laughs> hmm.
0: Well, if there are frauds, <laughs> they'll probably lose this game. If they're good, uh, you know, again, a playoff team. I think they'll game. win it, but
1: I don't know if they'll win it by six.
0: Yeah, I'm fair. taking the, I'm
1: taking the six points with the Eagles. Okay. I'm I do you like the over though. Forty nine. Forty nine and a half. Ooh. On Bovada.
0: Yeah, I like that. I I mean, yeah, I I would like to see Jalen Hurts put up a bunch of points because I think that'd be a lot of fun. But uh, I'm not sure if they have it. <laughs> would thing.
1: I ever? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's go to Kansas City and New Orleans. This is the game of the week, aren't you? And the Chiefs are road favorites, but not by much. And it sounds like Drew Brees is going to be a couple more weeks before we get to see him. So that changes things for me. I think the Chiefs blow this one out. I don't think it's three close, but uh, what do you think on this one?
0: Yeah, I was getting to this point earlier when I totally blew it with the matchup, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of like, I mean, it is a stinky line because I agree with you that if Drew Brees isn't playing, I think the chiefs go in there and win this game by like 21 points. Cause it's not a look ahead. It's not like one of those. Like, I, I just think that they would absolutely crush the saints, but with Drew Brees, I just think that would give the saints, you know, entire roster that extra bit of juice that they might be looking for. And me at this point. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't think I'm betting against the chiefs again, like the rest of this season. I just don't see it happening. I might not bet a game, but I'm not betting against them. So, with or without Breeze, I'm not I'm not betting that line for New Orleans. And if, if Breeze doesn't play, I think it's a no-brainer for the Chiefs.
1: Can you trust guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this game? Can you trust Michael Thomas? I mean, you're not going to not start Michael Thomas, but I, obviously Jared Cook's been so inconsistent. Like, there's a lot of guys in this game, even though these teams, you know, have good offenses, at least theoretically. I, I think there's some guys you're questioning. You're not questioning Kelsey. You're not questioning... Tyreek Hill, you're not questioning Mahomes, but outside of that, there's a lot of question marks here.
0: For sure, and I mean, the name you didn't bring up is Kamara, and Kamara, you know, he had had a good game, I believe, last week or two weeks ago, but he's, you know, he's not banking all those touches that you'd want They're giving the ball to Latavius Murray. With Taysom Hill, when he's in, is running so much that, you know, it just, it clouds the backfield And what you once had an absolute bankable RB1. You know, you're now got, you've got like a fringy, you know, really, Edwards, Elyer, and uh, and Kamara are kind of in the same boat right now, and I I mean that's just an awkward place to be if you if you have either of them. But I I mean obviously if you got them you just you just have to roll them out. Even Ceh. I think so. Yeah. I mean I think you just you have to keep throwing them out there because you never know when he's going to be there for the three touchdowns in the red zone. You know. I'm, I'm, I'll i tell you right now, I think that he has a good game this week. I think that he'll catch a bunch of balls, and I think that they'll use him in a lot of different ways because this is a playoff-type defense, the type of defense they're going to have to beat here in January.
1: I just have been concerned with his usage. That that's, I just don't trust his usage at this point. Against,
0: okay, I, I. so like compared to passing, you mean like they're just passing way too much? Because they're not handing it to anybody else.
1: Yeah, I mean, but they're not handing it to
0: anybody. Right, right, Yeah. That's fair. I think that's completely fair there. I mean, they found something that not that they found that they know this thing just works for them and they're just completely dominating with it. It's, it's wild how good they are right now. They might be the best team I've seen in the last like five to 10 years. Would you start a guy like
1: Jarvis Landry over, I mean, I over, feel like, I feel like that's CEA? something you got to think about. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot I of receivers I- that I would, I would really feel, I feel challenged to, to starting CEH over in that kind yeah. of like 25 wide receiver, like 25 to 35 range.
0: Right. Landry is like 25, basically. That's a, it's really an interesting call. I think it would, it would depend. I hate to say it, it would depend on the matchup. Like if I was favored, I'd rather have the safe pick in Edward He I think is safer. Landry just receivers always are just so much more volatile. So I don't know, but Landry's as safe as they come as far as, like, a high-floor guy. So I I understand that either way. I bet they're right next to each other in, like, a flex ranking.
1: All right, so let's talk about it. Browns-Giants, we don't have a line on Bovada, but uh, we do see a line of five uh, looking elsewhere, aren't you? This is – obviously we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback position for the Giants. We assume that we'll see Daniel Jones out there again, but he is questionable. Browns need to bounce back and win this game, but the Giants are still in it too. So this game has big playoff implications. The Browns on – prime time for two weeks in a row here I mean they looked good against the Ravens they just couldn't close the thing out
0: they did I mean no moral victories but obviously that was a huge moral victory for them they needed it and you could just tell that it wasn't a total letdown that they lost that game to them um I I think this is my favorite line of the week first of all it seems like Colt McCoy is going to play I mean if it's five I'm all over Cleveland I think Cleveland is a legit good team. And I think the Giants are absolute trash that we, we got deluded into thinking might be better than we thought, which I mean, they are better than we thought, but that game against Seattle feels like a one-off rather than like what they are, what, like whether or not they're good. I, I mean, they're a tough team, but I, the Browns are just a better version of them in almost every way. So I, I do think Cleveland wins by at least a touchdown.
1: The Giants defense is what's been sneaky. Good to me that I just did yeah, not see yeah. coming. I mean, there's several guys that, you know, have made a name for themselves this year that i just
0: didn't i didn't see i mean you know former packers a couple of former
1: former brown
0: peppers Jabril peppers Jabril peppers blake martinez kyler fackrell logan paul
1: or oh my (laughs) god i can't believe i just did that
0: (laughs) uh logan last name logan logan ryan logan ryan you know you know i was talking i can't believe i just did that wow (laughs) that's great wow We're, we're not on our game between
1: the, the breeze thing and that that wasn't nearly as bad <laughs> logan paul but, yeah. is way worse yeah
0: no um but no i know i look i know that you're not the biggest browns guy but you gotta admit i think that they're just a better team right now than, than the giants
1: i agree i mean it starts with the run game uh, They 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 have been running the ball well and it's allowed baker to do what he does he's a gunslinger he's not great he's gonna make a lot of mistakes but when you can run the mm-hmm. ball it puts the defense on their heels and he's been exploiting that at times which is Yeah, I I agree. I think this is a good team. The Browns, they need to figure their defense out. They really do. They're not going to win games (sighs) in the playoffs. I mean, I I think the Colts would beat them on that alone.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when you line up the playoff teams, the Browns are clearly, you know, to me, the worst playoff team. But I think that they could – I think the margin between them is pretty close. And yeah, Oh, no, I'm not even including the Dolphins. I'm assuming that the Ravens Ravens are the last team in. And so – you know, I think it's clear, clear, not that clear, but right now the Ravens have a slight edge. The Browns whooped t- Tennessee like up and down the field, so it's hard for me to say that Tennessee's better. But you know, I bet that game is fa- is Tennessee is favored in Vegas, and so I don't know. I think that I I do think that that the playoff teams this year are, are really electric. I think that all all the matchups would be really fun, especially including the first round. So looking forward to it, and and the Browns are going to be a part of that. It seems like.
1: It does seem like it, but the Giants are trying to put a little pin in that, so we'll see. This game should be fun. Never
0: mind. They're not all electric if the Giants make it.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of big games we talked about. I hate to finish it out, but Monday Night Football has been just kind of a nightmare (laughs) this year. There has not been a lot of entertainment to come on Monday night, besides last week. Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, you know, obviously, we had some fun on Monday night, but... It won't be this Monday. So if you're, you know, and I, I'm in a matchup where I go I go against Ben Roethlisberger. You know he's going to end up throwing for four touchdowns in this game against the Bengals. Maybe five, maybe seven. Uh, but Pittsburgh, huge favorites on the road in Cincinnati, as they should be. 13 points. They've lost two in a row. It will not be a third. 40 and a half is the over-under on Bovada. And the only reason it's 40 and a half is because the Bengals won't score one point. But I don't know, aren't you? This is going to be a, a nightmare. Brandon Allen's banged up. You know, he he actually didn't look bad last week, but everything else about this team is almost unwatchable at this point. Uh,
0: it's it's got to be tough to like go through the death march, you know. And I but, mean, especially with the backup.
1: I will say this though: the Bengals are a horrible defense. You'd be excited, mouth watering matchup for any offensive players for any opposing team. But the Steelers have. You know Deontay Johnson, who's been dropping the ball. They have James Connors, who cannot, who cannot uh, gain a yard. I think he had 1.8 yards per carry last week. We don't know what we're going to get out of these Steelers offensive players. I, I don't he's even not feel sure he's going to play. And I, yeah, and I don't even feel confident starting like Juju in this game. Maybe more confident than you know any of the others, but I don't know. The Steelers' offense has been a little shaky these last couple of
0: weeks. Yeah, Claypool was a disaster last week, and if you started him, as you I'm sure did, if you have him probably not feeling like you're alive this week in fantasy playoffs. If you still did, then you, you must've had monster performances by other players. But yeah, I Steelers are a mess right now. I mean, they are an absolute mess. The Bengals luckily for them are even more of one. So this is clearly like a get right opportunity for them, of course. But you know, since he all say is, and I'll defer to you a little bit here, but you know, they're, they're playing hard. I mean, to lose (laughs) the God is not great, but before that, they gave up 20, 19, and 19 points in the three weeks before that. I mean, they're not, elect- like, dominant offenses in Washington, the Giants, and the, and the Dolphins, but that's pretty good. And um, so, you know, if they're playing hard, it- it- it's possible that they at least cover. And I just <laughs> – I have to bring this full circle. Like, you texted me in the stove today and mentioned that you're going to- – I-, I didn't realize this, that you're going up against Roethlisberger, against Cincinnati – in the last game of the slate on monday night and it's just it's a rematch of last um, year's
1: championship
0: i might have yeah i that that day is gonna be oh man i just i hope it doesn't come down to that or it's not close enough for that but it feels like uh, it's gonna be a roethlisberger based outcome which is just a worst case scenario for everyone involved
1: I I just hope if that's the case, it's so disastrous that Zach Taylor gets fired. That's the only positive outcome that could come from that. Like Roethlisberger throws like seven touchdowns against their defense, and they have no choice but to fire Zach Taylor on the spot during the game. Before they
0: leave, they just don't let him let him back in the locker. Room. He can't but come on to... Tuesday
1: to his office.
0: <laughs> oh man, I uh, this is this is tough. This is already shaping up as a tough Monday. Um, I feel. I feel nervous. Yeah, it might be the end of me.
1: But hey, we made it through. <laughs> Obviously, you know, big week for everybody fantasy wise. Week fifteen, you've got your your semifinals in almost all leagues. I mean, if you if you're in the semifinals, this is a very nerve wracking, anxiety filled couple days. But we've got yeah. Saturday football, we've got Thursday football, even though it's trash. We've got a bunch of good games on Sunday, and then we'll watch football to fall asleep to on Monday night. So the holidays right around the corner, aren't you? It's going to be fun.
0: It is, it is. And, uh, you know, what makes it better, I think, is that in a year where we've had so much uncertainty, I mean, you've had the COVID, you've had, of course, all these terrible season-ending injuries early. I mean, I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you because we're in the same league, but waivers were not hot this week by any means. And I think that it's just one of those things where it's good that in a season of all this uncertainty, we've got a little bit of, of certainty at the end. I mean, the last few weeks, you basically started... The same guys, you know, you can't say, oh, man, like I had I was really relying on Tyreek Hill all year. And, you know, now he's out. So now I'm screwed. You know, it's been it's basically been what's the horses that have gotten here. And so hopefully for everyone that's listening, the horses uh, keep you in the race here to the end.
1: I like that. Uh, Yeah. I, I hope everybody has success so that you have a reason to listen to us next week. But on you, <laughs> I think we, uh, I think we, we did a good job. with just, just over forty-five minutes. We're trying to shorten it up so we don't take up wow. the entire uh, entirety of your day on Thursday. But uh, nonetheless, for Anshu Khanna, I'm Josh Dunn. We're excited for Week 15. We're excited for the fantasy playoffs. But our time has come to an end on the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. We'll see you guys next week.